Welcome back, guys. This is Encounter with God here on Faith FM, and we we still have another quiz for our clue, don't we? Uh, no, we don't have any quizzes for our clue. We have some clues for our quiz, though, Lyle. <laughs> it's been a while since I've got that backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been doing so well because for some reason it is really easy to get it back to front. Okay, clue number four. The number of times, or oh, what number am I? The number of times Paul was shipwrecked. There you go. Mm-hmm. You should know the answer to that one because we did just do the book of Acts. We did. And I'm missing it. I'm missing it a lot. I wish we could do the book of what, what, what comes after Acts? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Romans. Oh, I wish we were doing Romans right now. Romans would be very cool. Romans would be Maybe we should just do it. Maybe we should. We're maybe. in Ephesians today, though. We are in Ephesians today. Which is a great book, particularly on the subject of unity. It's kind of interesting. I'm wondering whether, uh, as we go through this particular series of study guides, whether we'll just go through a whole bunch of different books looking at the theme of unity in each book. But um, I like this, what yesterday's one about the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, by the way, speaking of unity, unite with us in phone call on 1-800-FAITH-FM <laughs> to answer the quiz prize. I forgot to give the phone number. <laughs> or text us on 0491-064-669 if you know how many times was Paul shipwrecked. Yeah, that, that the story of that shipwreck. I'm 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 working on a sermon based around that. That's a that's a cool story, for, particularly for people who like the ocean and boats and sailing and all that kind of stuff. Just going through that and dissecting what was actually taking place, and it's a very authentic account, um, and one that I think that any seafaring person uh, could certainly gain a lot from. All I right, love mine. a good shipwreck story. I really do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love a good shipwreck. I mean, my, my, do you want to arrange one for you? No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> my favourite one would definitely have to be, um, oh, what's his face um, in the Antarctic? Um, I'm sure Daniel's met a few people who could probably arrange some shipwrecks. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, not no. the sort of people you probably want to hang around with. <laughs> what's Did that guy? They got shipwrecked? <coughs> Shackleton. Shackleton, yes, such a good story. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm a little worried about how enthused you are of his, <laughs> his horrible, horrible ordeal. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should do a back, background story. check on this girl. And <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank <laughs> you no, for no, all no, that no, no, pain no, no, and suffering you had, Shackleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible story, and I've watched many documentaries on Shackleton, so, yeah. And actually, Have you ever heard the other half of that story? Go on. I'm going to sidetrack here for yes, a second. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the other half of that story. So so for those of you who might be unfamiliar with the story, Shackleton um, made an endeavour at the beginning of the First World War, so if we're going back to 1914, to cross Antarctica, the Antarctic continent, from one side to the other. He was shipwrecked before he even got to Antarctica, stuck in the ice um, where he was basically there for two years and then he sailed a small open boat across the Antarctic Sea to this little speck of an island called South Georgia and was able to rescue every single one of his men uh, alive. Incredible story. One of the mo- one of the, it's the most incredible small boat journey of all time. It's one of the most incredible rescue stories of all time. What a lot of people miss is the other half of that story. You see, to be able to cross Antarctica from one side to the other, you have to have someone waiting for you when you get there, right? Mm. And so you've got a ship that left from Hobart, uh, Tasmania, to, uh, to travel down called the Aurora. And its purpose was to land a party on the other side of Antarctica and then they were to march across to uh, basically the South Pole setting up um, stores of food that Shackleton used when, could use when he came across. And while you've got one of the greatest um, small boat journeys of all time happening with Shackleton, the Aurora was stuck down there for like two years as well. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. And you have the the longest sledge journey ever carried out in Antarctica where they drag these sledges by hand for like nearly um, three quarters of a year. <gasps> Why? No idea. Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm dead serious. It, it is the most mind-boggling story you can you can imagine and there were some people who were lost on that on that journey oh, yeah there were some lives that were lost and uh, but the ship was saved the ship uh, in that situation drifted out to sea and mm-hmm. became unstuck from the ice and sailed away oh nice left the guys there oh oh not and nice and then came back oh. <laughs> and came back later when it could <laughs> wow did you learn that from that book i gave you uh, no that was a book that i read oh many years ago yeah shackleton's oh. forgotten men Oh, okay. There's a, there's a whole story there that uh, there's just the untold story of Shackleton's journey, and it's just I might have to look that up. That sounds yeah. fascinating. Because I know there's many books and there's many documentaries about the Shackleton. Um, the other half epic. of that story is just as epic as the um, as the as the rescue story itself. Oh, I have to find this book. You're going to write down the title for me so I can read that. <laughs> okay, we were going to talk about Ephesians. We yeah. always get we yeah. always get sidetracked at the beginning of our study, but that's okay. But a good sidetrack is a Shackleton sidetrack for sure. All right. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15, please, Mon. 15 verse 5 says, So be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, but like those who are wise. Okay, so, um, yeah, Daniel, I think you could probably give us some commentary on people who <laughs> live like fools, but a few of those have you had to dealt with at, at times through the, through the years? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, my translation says, See that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. Circumspectly is an archaic that's word that I haven't cool heard word. In a long I like time. that word. I, I think we should bring it back. Okay. It, there's a few words here in the KJV. I think we should bring them back. I, I like circumspectly. Hashtag circumspectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it trending, that's people. It. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Make it trendy. Uh-huh. Obviously, if you don't know what it is, look it up first before you put it in a sentence because yeah, yeah. it might just be bizarre. They're wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> I went shopping today and bought some hashtag circumspectly. No, that doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> Circumspectly, to act circumspectly, to live circumspectly is to be wise in the way you live and the way you act and to be thoughtful about it. Can you make circumspectly decisions? So in other words, think before you act. Mm-hmm. It's a okay. really good policy. The yeah. Bible gives it to us right here. It's a good word. We definitely bring this one back uh-huh. to society, circumspectly. Yeah. We need to bring thinking before you act back to society. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, verse 16. Mon, what have you gotten for us in verse 16? Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Are the days evil? Well, I mean, There's a lot of good in the world, isn't there? Yeah, but I mean, if looking at the time when this was written compared to the time we live in now, because we're at the end times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say there's a lot more evil happening now. Mm-hmm. But I guess this isn't. Ref- is this referring to then, or is it referring to? It seems like it's almost timeless in its sense, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, there's always going to be evil happening. We live in a world of sin. That's right. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And when you're living in a world of sin, there's going to be evil happening in the world. And there's going to be people who are doing evil things. You're going to have a war between good and evil. It's just simply uh, the reality of our world. And uh, you know, and that, and that's that's what you know. Daniel here has been struggling against for the last uh, seven years is to create the world, create a better place for the world. By the way, Daniel, I should say that you've got um, plans to move on. Um, and continue making the world a better place. Have you uh, come to the conclusion which path you're going to to, uh, to take on that journey? Yes, I, uh, I took advice off a very wise man, and I'm going to Avondale College next year to study 
education, and mm-hmm. then after the four years of education, do two years in Bachelor of Ministry in Theology and attempt to become a minister and a pastor. Fantastic. Nice. You know, I really like that because in many ways you're doing the same as what you were doing before, except that rather than dealing with the cure, you're dealing with prevention. Yeah, and it's it's working with God's law instead of man's law. Mm. Man's law is so fallible, and there's so many loopholes, and there's so many circumstances. Like the, I mean, a lot of the courts would not put people in jail, would not give them punitive sentences because they were essentially told from upon high not to, because the jails would fill up, which is why they're adding another thousand beds out at Cessnock, wow. and making it into a what, potentially the biggest, one of the biggest in the state. Yeah, it sort of it blows my mind when you hear these stories of you know this person um, was arrested for da 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 and um, you know it's a black and white case and then they get off with a slap on the wrist and you're like what on earth is going on? And it's mm. just like they've been told yeah don't put them in jail because we don't have space. I got, I got more people with jail sentences from traffic offences and driving while disqualified than I can think for DV. Wow, DV domestic violence. Sorry, yep. That's amazing. Okay, so yeah, the world is... Um, <laughs> there is Definitely evil days. Mm-hmm. Evil days in their world. All right, Mon, keep going for us. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. All right, don't act thoughtlessly. Mine says... Speckly. Wherefore, cop this, cop this, this is going to sound good. Wherefore, be ye not unwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you love that. Be ye not unwise. That sounds like a really great bumper sticker. Be ye not unwise. Yeah, I think we should make that one. It's <laughs> a good language it's a good, it's a good motto. A double good motto to there. live by. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not an un. <laughs> be ye not unwise. In other words, be wise. Think before you act. And the next verse is very interesting in how it describes, you know, foolishness, like unwise behavior. Okay, so, so I'm going to come back to that next verse in just a moment because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. this actually relates to something we were talking about in our interview a little while ago. And, uh, yeah, I think Daniel could probably give us a few stories in relationship to, uh, to what's coming up. But, uh, yeah. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, Daniel, why don't you read for us verse 18 there, please? Ephesians 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Okay, so you shared a story with us just a little while ago about, uh, you know, sort of illustrating somebody who, a good person, but throw alcohol into the mix, terrible things can happen. Yep. Yeah, hey, my, my version is actually really cool. Mine says, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is pretty straightforward. That is like, straightforward. You, can't, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, it will ruin your life. And look at this guy. Like you said, he was a, he was a good dude sitting in the back of the the cruiser, being all you know chummy and stuff. Ex military, served his country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then some drink, and he's ruined his life. Yeah, and his wife. And, and if that had gone to uh, court, I mean, I didn't go to court because they moved to uh, the UK. But if that had gone to court, how badly could something like that go for the the damage that he done to him to, to her? Yeah. Um, it, it all depends on the circumstances of their history. He's got a, 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 a history where he hasn't had very many offences brought up against him before or been charged for many things. <clears throat> they would be a little bit more lenient, sort mm-hmm. of like a second chance, second chance, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, and so on. Um, it, it, like, There's a lot of factors that come into it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but things like assaults and, and actual bodily harm carry seven, ten years. Wow. Yeah, that would really Maximum. ruin your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah and your kids would grow up without you. Especially yeah. if you're... An, a, a, sort of uh, <laughs> casting aspersions here, but if you're an average citizen, a normal mm-hmm. person, good upstanding moral character, 
who hadn't done anything wrong before and you get thrown in jail, that'd be the, yeah. the whole world turned upside down. Yeah. Massively. Yeah, because yeah, when you come out and employment and stigma and everything, like, yeah, you, you really... Just assistance yeah. in jail too. You really would ruin your life. Mm. And, and what I often find, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, that um, people don't necessarily come out of jail better people than when they went in. No, they meet with other like-minded people and learn new tricks. Yeah. New ways to do bad. Kind of, kind of go to school on how to do bad. But uh, uh, back to the the, um, the verse, uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say, oh, he's a nice guy when he's not drunk, mm. probably could have retired 10 years ago <laughs> before I even started. <laughs> and it's so common. Uh, yeah. Australia Day, especially around holiday time, Australia Day, New Year's and so on and so forth, all the alcohol fueled crimes. Lovedale Long Lunch. I, I stopped doing Lovedale Long Lunch. I used to do a lot of user pays, which is police get... Um, tasked to go out to the wineries and different places and concerts and be a, a presence there to help with the riffraff and the problems. Um, and for the first five or more years of uh, of policing, I did every single one that I could. Mm-hmm. I went to a lot of them. I saw a lot of really cool concerts for free. Mm-hmm. Got paid to do it, I should say. Uh, and then it, it was a love day long lunch that I made the determination. I just went, I'm, I'm not doing this ever again. And it was one, just one lady was the straw that broke the camel's back with her belligerence and frustrating me. And I just... Called it quits and then... And alcohol fueled. Yeah. And, yeah. and 12 months later, the person... So the whole purpose, for those who might be wondering, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, Love, I live in Lovedale and um, Daniel lives just around the corner from Lovedale. And so this is an annual event where basically... All the wineries Bus there. loads of people come up from Sydney to get on a bus and get drunk. Yeah. Yep. and Because yeah, there's a lot of wineries in yeah. that yeah. region. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 Lovedale, the road itself and one of the... Um, Joining roads actually have a lot of wineries on them specifically, so they'll charter their way across there and they'll go, do you want to get off here? Yep, okay. You hop off, you give your ticket, you get your drinks, you get your food. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people get more drinks and they get food and it just ends up messy. But, yeah, 12 months after I actually spoke to my partner, who was my partner on the day of um, when I decided to quit doing the user pays. And so remember we did Lovedale last year? She said, yep. So remember I told you I'd quit user pays? She went, yep. I said, no, I have. No way. I said, yep. It really, it really just yeah. drove it into me that you see people at their worst mm, mm. and the way they carry on and act, and it's just think, why, why am I putting myself through this? Yep. It's just not worth it. And you know, the Bible is so simple. You know, as we were pointing out before, I mean, that's not really a complicated or difficult passage to understand. Just don't get drunk, else it's going to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so plain and simple, isn't it? And we just can't seem to get that right. Yeah, it's, 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 it is a little bit like stating the obvious, and of course. As we point out, this is not just God trying to be arbitrary for the sake of being arbitrary. There's no arbitrary morality right here. This is God speaking with good reason. God created us. He loves us. He knows what makes us work. He knows what makes us tick. He knows what uh, is best for us. And as a result of that, he's like, okay, this is something. Don't do this. This is a, this is a great way of not messing up your life. Don't do this. I wonder if um, back when they were uh, dabbling with bringing in prohibition, I wonder if they could see forward into the future whether or not they actually would have voted prohibition in to stay. Oh, most definitely. You look yeah. at the stats in relationship to prohibition mm-hmm. and um, certainly there was a, you know, and, and, and Hollywood has created this this whole concept of, you know, the black market and everything, which was, which was terrible. It was bad. Mm. But the crime plummeted, the um, disease plummeted, suicide rates plummeted during Prohibition. You know, there are some. There, there's a whole story around that Prohibition era that's never been told because the alcohol industry is so powerful and it's such a big lobby that they will make sure that story won't be told. Do you think? 
<clears throat> do you guys think that... Uh, and of course, the Al Capone became so famous. Yeah, that's right. Do you guys think that alcohol might ever become the next smoking in the term in terms of how we um, now advertise against smoking, how we've uh, tightened the rein on how um, tobacco companies can advertise to the public and how they can access it. It's all been curtailed. Do you think we'll ever get there with alcohol? I don't. It's it's huge. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, don't, I, dr- I don't drink. I did for a period of time, probably five, six years. I never had an interest in it. And sort of through peer pressure, I decided I'll give it a go. And I did for a while. And then after a certain point i went this is a waste of money waste of time i don't see the the reason for it i don't particularly like the taste of most of them anyway um but if you walk into a, a bottle or a, a, a pub or anywhere like that uh, more more particularly a bottle or a bottle shop you'll find that there is just like you know wall-to-wall everything there's so many different companies out there with so many different types and styles and it's huge mm. it is one of the biggest industries there is and they have a lot of as lost they're very very powerful very rich have a lot of money can influence a lot of people and of course, the government makes a lot of money out of um, you know, taxes mm-hmm. and yep. so forth, and, and 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 so they should be because they've got to get their money back somehow, and what it's costing them. Well, um, they actually up the um, recently as uh, last year, the year before, maybe they up the amount. If you are at a, a pub or a restaurant and you are intoxicated, and the security wants you to leave, and you don't, it's called fail to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you fail to quit, and police can turn up and charge you, it's a five hundred fifty dollar fine. It used to be a lot less, but they've actually upped the price on it because it was such a prevalent thing i think the government went well this is happening a lot we can make a little bit more money off it um and it sort of came in time with those coward punch laws and mm-hmm. other issues it sort of all came together as a as a sort of unit so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well hey <clears throat> i have to uh i have to be honest i don't have a whole lot of sympathy and uh if the government's making some money off you know people being idiots and getting drunk and refusing to to quit while they're ahead then um so be it i'm sorry i just I have Drinking little... should be the most expensive thing to do in the country. Yeah, because they need to pay for for the uh, the, the cost of employing the police and the mm-hmm. ambos and everybody mm-hmm. else that has to take care of the consequences of it. Yeah, and the poli- and the and the and prisons. I, don't, I have to pay for wardens. that at the moment. I think the police that are drinking the, the people that are drinking alcohol should be paying for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't come out of our tax. It should come out of the tax on the alcohol. I mean, even just like what you said before, like we're running out of prison space. You know what? Tax alcohol some more. Get money from that to build some more prisons. Because I mean, if they're all coming out of alcohol, yeah, just fueled, a simple. There's a, there's a, there'd be a mathematic equation out there. Sorry, I butted. No, in. no, go on. There'd be a math metal equation out there somewhere along the line that would say uh okay x amount of our cost to for the ambos police prison system legal system etc is created by alcohol or alcohol influenced the entire amount and we need to recoup that yep and we're going to recoup it from people who drink drink mm-hmm. not from people who don't 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 tax those that are um that are staying away from the stuff yeah that's i think that's a wonderful idea I think I think we just solved the. the yeah, we did. I I have to rain on your parade. <laughs> oh, no. oh, come on, <laughs> so I had somebody uh, throw a similar idea at me when I, I tried to talk about uh, how do we tackle problems and drugs. And they said, "Oh, we just take away their dole payments." I said, "Well, that's no good Ooh. because all you're going to do, mm-hmm. let's say they get you know three hundred dollars a fortnight, and you go, we're gonna get, only going to give them one hundred and fifty. Like they're still going to go and get their drugs first and foremost. Everything else is going to be secondary. Alcohol, phone, credit." Shoes, whatever else, and mm-hmm. the the people that will come last will be the kids. Yeah, that's 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 what they that need. That comes back to is a good injection of the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Unfortunately, that's not something you can force on anyone. No. Yeah. But it, it all comes back to um, you know the previous verse there, redeeming the time because the days are evil, and uh, just just terribly, terribly sad. Some of the environments that um, that we see around us right now. 
and, and, and as you say, you know, if people if people follow the Bible, these these situations, these lifestyles just simply wouldn't exist. Yep. And it's like I've said over and over again, I've seen people, you know, because the Bible has so many enemies these days. You know, people fight so hard against the Bible. They fight so hard against religion. I've seen a lot of different ways that people turn their lives into a shipwreck. Mm-hmm. Seeing as Mon's <laughs> talking about shipwrecks, mm-hmm. looks like a shipwreck. I've never yet seen someone turn their life into a shipwreck by being, becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. I just haven't. doesn't exist. Amen. Hey, give us a call if you want to weigh in on this. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. Maybe tell us how you think we should do with the high cost of alcohol fallout. Healing for prosperity. 
rain, the storms, the hardest nights Are your mercies in disguise? Welcome back, guys. You are listening to Marleta Fong with Blessings here on Faith FM. And before we go to – we have a caller coming through. But before we do, we have another clue for our quiz. Yes. Still has not been snapped yes. up. Yes. We have one last clue, and I'm going to bulk it out by giving a bit of extra clue on the end of the clue. What number and I, the chapter in both Matthew and Luke that records the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist? And what number am I, less than the number 10? It's under the number yeah, 10. Yeah, we knew it was already under the number 10 a long time ago. But anyway, all right. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Now, we've just been talking about uh, alcohol and how to reduce the impact of or, or, or eliminate the impact of alcohol. Yeah, because we were like talking about raising up the, the taxes and the price of alcohol so we can recoup the money that is, you know, has to clean up all the fallout from alcohol in the prisons and police and ambos. But then um, our resident copper here, Daniel, who's joined us today in the studio, um, said that, you know, the problem with these addictions are when people get their money, like their dole or their pay, whatever it is, it doesn't matter how expensive their addiction is, it's the first priority, so they'll spend whatever it takes to get it. And then everything else comes after that, which usually means like the kids and the family suffer. Hmm. Well, I've got an interesting experiment taking place in Western Australia that I'm going to talk about here in relationship to that in just a moment. But before we do, we have Sue on the phone. Sue, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to you too. Ah, thank you. Now, you wanted to weigh in on this uh, conversation and uh, I, I understand you've got some suggestions that you would like to make as to maybe how we could combat this. Yeah, I've had this idea for a long time, many, many years, that the people on the pensions and the dolls, they shouldn't get the dollar, they should get an actual ticket or a card or a credit note that they go to the shops and they can buy food to that value then it doesn't mean alcohol, <laughs> no mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. just food. So that means their families are getting fed. The rent will be paid because the, the rent will come out of their, their pension or the dole first, the pension, so that means a roof over the head. Number two, they go to the shops and they, they give their ticket over and that when they go and buy their groceries, they've got groceries. I think that um, it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I, I can see a lot of a lot of credit in that, and uh, it's, it's somewhat similar to the um, Western Australian system um, in the gold fields, where they um, give a card, a cashless um, card that they can use. That um, yeah, eighty percent of it has to be spent on you know groceries and household needs and those kind of things, and and um, and only a small amount, and only a, you know a controlled percentage can be spent on alcohol. Let me, uh, Sue. Let me just run that past our um, our uh, our ex copper who's right here with us this morning and get his comments on on these kind of systems. What's your What's your thoughts in relationship to these, Daniel? From from your observations, it's a good idea, but it need to be personalized because it have to it'd have to basically say if you're John Smith of whatever address, this card is only for John Smith of this address. They can only use it; nobody else can use it because we had right. a, a system a couple of years ago, and it, it might happen every Christmas. I only heard of it happening around a couple of times. Um, where a lot of people who were involved in the, the dealing of drugs in the area would, would basically give out Christmas lists and say, if you can steal a certain items, we'll give reduce you... Reduce your debt. Yeah, reduce your debt and take money off. We'll give you whatever you need. Um, and it'd be used in the same way. So if they get given a card saying, here's 
$100 worth of groceries, they're like, oh, great, I'll go and trade it for $100 worth of whatever, unless it's, I said, if, that's, if it's just a general card, that's the issue I could foresee happening. Uh, if it's personalised, then you've got a better chance of it being actually used for the... Yeah, because I imagine that it might end up happening a bit like how it happens in America, because in America they have a food stamp system, right? Actually, somebody was just um, texting in on that one. A lot of people were commenting on this one. Yeah, yeah. And food stamps, I think it was supposed to eliminate the opportunity for people to go out and buy drugs and alcohol, but the thing is people get their food stamps and then they sell them. It becomes another currency. It becomes another currency and they get cash in return for selling their food stamps and then they run out and buy the drugs that they weren't supposed to be buying. I think I think it might be good if whatever entity it is that issues these vouchers or these stamps or these tickets, if they d- issue them direct to the supplier of the food. So let's say John Smith has $50 worth of food stamps or tickets, right? Instead of them being given to John Smith, it actually gets given to Woolies or Coles. So John Smith can go in and say, hey, I'm John Smith. It should be on the system that I have this much value of um, you know, groceries that I can get. And so he never actually sees anything. There's nothing tangible. There's no card. There's, the only place that they even have those details are at the supermarket. If there's something like that, that might work. A bit more of like an advanced version of what Sue suggested. I think I think there's some I think there's some merit to a lot of these suggestions and and uh, this is this is good on here on Faith FM we can get together and solve the world's problems right here. <laughs> but um, yeah, just looking through this uh, Western Australian um, experiment, you know they've got it through the gold fields. They've also experimenting in uh, places like uh, in 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 places in in Queensland, Bundaberg, um, Harvey Bay in Queensland, experimenting with the same kind of concept. And basically, what it is is it's a cashless debit card. Um, and uh, let me just find the details here. Um, 80% of the welfare recipient's income is loaded on a non-cash debit card, which cannot be used to gamble or buy alcohol. So that would at least, we would hope, ensure food on the table. But as you said, Daniel, it has to be linked to an individual, to a location, to an address, else it's just going to be open to abuse. Yeah. Which is, is good because it's sort of... Um like the RTA, RMS, Service New South Wales, whatever they're calling themselves these days, you get to the point now if you go and apply for your licence, you have to give an address and it gets sent out to you. Yep. Because they're cracking down on I, the amount of times you'd have somebody and get their licence and say, you live at this address. No, I don't. Well, where do you live? Elsewhere. Or they'd have the multiple stickers on the back saying they've changed addresses. So they're trying to evade police or trying to whatever, for whatever reason, they just didn't have the right address on their card. If you have it in a system like that, you, they have to actually supply their correct address and their correct details. It has to be up to date and in line with what the government has on record. So I mm-hmm. think that's that's mm-hmm. potentially a, a good. You know, good I was system. I was just thinking like the challenge would get when people move around a lot, yeah, and then get lost in the system and then they got no money. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I, I I was just thinking, you know, instead of having like some sort of entity that has to issue um, these like food stamps or tickets or whatever vouchers, whatever it is. It would be great if there was just a system that employers had. Because I was thinking like I've worked for a couple of employers where you can actually just stick your rent details in and what they do is anytime your paycheck comes, like, you know, it gets paid out to you, they automatically take rent out and direct it to wherever it is you nominated to have your rent paid. So basically when when your paycheck comes, your rent's been taken out, your rent's been taken care of. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a good start. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't solve all of the problem, but it would definitely be a good start. That's how um, that's how my rent gets paid here at the moment, right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I've, I've and it's good how because much the rent I pay, it just comes out of my pay. Yeah, it's automatic. It's you don't even think about it, and like you're never behind on your rent. You never, you know, you get lost down that rabbit hole. Yeah, 
Yeah, interesting. We get we. It's interesting how our Bible study, our encounter with God, is linked up with uh, what we've been talking about. But here. it's so amazing. Just looking at this verse in the Bible, Ephesians five eighteen. Don't be drunk with wine because it'll ruin your life. Yeah, everyone should just memorize that. You <laughs> yeah. know, problem solved we've right just, there. Don't move on. You don't have to have all these fancy systems. And by the way, thank you, Sue, for um, weighing in. Yeah, yeah, joining us on the show and uh, and having your say. That was uh, a really great piece of um, interaction right there. Um, Do you know what? I think this Bible verse could also say, don't be drunk with wine because it'll ruin society. Look how many problems, like even just, you know, sitting here this morning, the, the, the group of us here, trying to figure out how to solve something that we don't even partake in, like we don't even drink. Yeah. It's just, ugh, the, the Bible is so profound in its truth and its long-reaching truth. I had on the news the other day in this program saying that they're trying to re-establish um, taking away the lockout laws in Sydney. What? <laughs> <laughs> we it need was, progress. It's on, it's on, it's on, your, on your station. <laughs> Are you serious? Because oh. they've got the lockouts now, so people, uh, the, the uh, business in the city are saying a lot of people are suffering, a lot of business are suffering, people are going out of business. Um, and they want to lax the, the lockout laws and have it a bit more lenient so people can get into clubs after a certain time. And you know, I, What I, businesses I are know. suffering from that? What, nightclubs or something? Yeah. Good. They should <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't hit the rant button, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've just hit the rant button there. Mon is about to start, but I have to say that when it comes to people who are selling alcohol, I have no sympathy for them because they're trading in death. And if you're going to trade in that, then suffer the consequences. He doesn't feel me like he's supposed to feel me. Something is missing, my heart is still aching. He doesn't feel me like he's supposed to feel me. Something is missing, my heart is still aching She said I had enough What is this all about? She said I'm
doesn't fill me like he's supposed to fill me. Something is missing. My heart is still aching. She doesn't fill me like she's supposed to fill me. Something is missing. My heart is still aching. Fantastic food, fun, friends, and fellowship. Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For five dollars, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in, and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow! Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number sixty-three. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts ten a.m. every Thursday. Great! I'll see you there. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns, all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king. Through all eternity Crown Him the Lord of love Behold His hands and sigh Rich wounds yet visible above in beauty glorified No angel in the sky Can fully bear that sight But downward bends his burning eye At mystery so Victorious in the strife For those He came to save His glories now we see Who died and rose on high Who died eternal life to bring And lives that death may die Yeah. 
Welcome back, guys. That was Fernando Ortega with Crown Him With Many Crowns here on Faith FM. And, Mon, we have come to that part of the day where we have question of the day, and I'm busy looking for a Bible verse that I just you found. Listen to a, you look for your Bible verse. I'm going to quickly tell our listeners that, yes, all our questions for question of the day, we film them, film them here in the studio, and then we post them up on YouTube on our brand new YouTube channel. At the moment, we have a wonderful promotion happening where you can win a free cookbook uh, it's called Nature's Superfood, Simply Natural, Super Healthy, and it covers 28 superfoods and gives you wonderful, delicious recipes recipes for each of them. Um, the way that you can get this book is very easy. Just go to YouTube, search for us, Faith FM Australia, and subscribe to our channel. That's all you have to do. Just hit subscribe. And uh, we take note of all the subscriptions coming in and uh, we'll be sending out a hundred copies of this book. So it's for the first 100 subscribers and uh, we are more than halfway through. And uh, so it's time to jump on there and quickly do that before you forget and we run out of these books. So do that, youtube.com, search for Faith FM Australia and hit subscribe. Lyle. Yes. Bit of a spooky question today. Okay. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? The Festival of the Dead. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, in essence. I know they have the Day of the Dead in Mexico, but I didn't realise this was... It's a festival. Uh, basically, Halloween is all about... Uh, Pumpkins? Yeah, it's all about the celebration of the dead and death and everything to do with... It's, a, it's actually a very negative thing. Um, and so you've asked a really, really good question here um, as to whether we should be associated with Halloween or not. So let me run through a little bit of the background of Halloween, where it comes from, what it symbolizes, um, and all that kind of stuff. Of course, it refers to um, All Hallows' Eve and the and dates back to the Celtic festival of Samhain. Now, I remember growing up as a young person here in Australia, uh, particularly, I guess, down in Tasmania. We never had... What, did you have Halloween? Never. When you were, did you never. have Halloween when you were growing up, Daniel? No. no, no. Yeah. We never had that. I was first introduced to Halloween when I went to the United States. Mm-hmm. And when I arrived there, of course, it's a major festival in the United States. I'm like, what's this festival here? By the time I came back, so that was 92. By the time I came back in 94, it had taken over Australia as well. I'm like, what happened while I was away? We never used to have Halloween. Now we have Halloween. And the thing that kind of fascinates me about the whole process is you've got two uh, festivals that are seen as distinctly American because America really adopted this whole Halloween uh, thing much more than the rest of the world. So it's seen as distinctly American, you know, with your your jack-o'-lanterns and your big orange pumpkins and all this kind of stuff. Two great or two big festivals that they have over there, we imported one and not the other. So the one that we imported was the festival of celebrating everything that is associated with death and evil and witchcraft and spiritualism and all these kind of things. The other one that they have is the Festival of Thanksgiving. Now, the Festival of Thanksgiving is the greatest festival ever. I think every Australian should celebrate it, you know. We don't have to worry about whether we had Pilgrim Fathers who came to Australia or not or anything like that and whether they survived the first winter to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving. Just have a day once a year where you get together with the whole family and eat mountains of food um, <laughs> until you fall into a food coma and, uh, and sit around the table and talk about all of the things that you are thankful for. It is so positive. Halloween is so negative. It is a focus on everything that is negative and Thanksgiving is a focus on everything that is positive. So Halloween really goes back to a time when, you know, the Celts believed that, you know, this is the beginning of winter, the sun is dying, there is the possibility that the sun will die altogether. 
um, it, it, it was seen as a time where the where the wall between this world and the other world became very very thin, and that um, you know spirit beings would cross over that wall. They would set an extra place at the dinner table for any relatives who had died. Um, they would. Um, um, they would wear masks so that, and often masks of the dead, so that when the dead people turned up, uh, they wouldn't realise that they'd crossed over into the new world, and they wouldn't, you know, cause havoc or create problems. They'd feel at home. They would feel at home, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, a very, very scary, spooky kind of time, and also a time to um, to really, I guess, laugh in the face of death. You know. Everyone realizes their mortality and laughs in the face of death. And so this was something that was very closely resulted with um, spiritualism. Um, you know, some of the things like your jack-o'-lantern and your bonfire that are associated with Halloween. The bonfire comes from the word bone fire. And this is where, you know, in some cultures you'd take a human sacrifice, a young virgin, burn her on the bone fire. Then you'd take a turnip and hollow out the turnip, place a coal from the bone fire into the turnip. You'd go back to your home and you would light your winter fire with that coal and thereby keep the spirit of that person in your home, you know, through the uh, through the whole winter. And, uh, you know, some really, really dark and uh, terrible things that are associated with Halloween. This is a celebration of all things that refer to spiritualism and Satanism. And as Christians, I think we can still, we can steer well clear of being associated with something as negative as this. I was about to say that sounds kind of satanic. Is it something immoral, do you reckon, to celebrate Halloween? I think it's something that uh, there's a passage in the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 9. It says, When you've come into the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There will not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire. That goes without saying. We live in a civilized society. Or that uses divination. Of course, that's what Halloween was for. Or an observer of times. Or an enchanter or a witch. And of course, witch... Witchcraft and, and you know which costumes are, are big at this particular time of year, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all these things are an abomination under the Lord your God. Because of these abominations, the Lord your God does drive out those other nations from before you. Rather strong language, I think that you have there in scripture. And it doesn't really go with the whole you know focus on everything that is you know good and true and exactly holy. Yeah. exactly yeah. Jesus focuses on, uh, Jesus tells us to focus on, you know, everything that's good, holy and pure. Well, thank you so much, Lyle, for answering that. If you have a question, you can message us here at Faith FM. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We love hearing your questions and answering them for you. Things for them 
And we are filled with joy and some For all the things that He has done We are like men who Guys, that was Sons of Korah, Psalms 126 here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of the show. And do we have a giveaway today? Yes. Do we have a giveaway or what? Today we have an excellent book uh, relating along with what we've been talking about today in our Bible study and in our interview. It's called Uncorked. It's a book about the hidden hazards of alcohol by John F. Ashton and Ronald S. Laura. Dr. John Ashton. Dr. And John Dr. Ashton, and yes. Dr. Ron Laura. So uh, Uncorked looks behind the beyond the myths of alcohol, revealing the facts about it. Its effects on the body and society, um, its adverse health effects such as cancer, brain damage, sexual dysfunction and social harm, including violent behavior, sexual assaults, relationship breakdown and road and workplace accidents. It's all based on um, social research studies and health research studies, as well as clinical and community observation. Apparently, it's an engaging and essential reading for all who care about our community. Um, It's not hard reading. It's not like a heavy sciencey book, even though it does refer to um, science uh, uh, articles and and studies. All um, peer-reviewed journals all the way through. Yes, it's an excellent book. Uncork the Hidden Hazards of Alcohol Hidden Hazards, Hidden Hazards of Alcohol. This is definitely something we need to be reading. Um, so give us a call now. We have one copy of it. This will be free. Just be the first person to call us now on 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Is Hizzards related to Gizzards? <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> I'm going to hiss your face in a second. <laughs> New word right here. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Daniel and Lyle, today on the show. Of course, we'll be back Monday morning after the 7 o'clock news. We hope you have a wonderful, blessed uh, weekend, and we hope you have one that's free of alcohol. Love you guys. Look forward to joining you on Monday.
Instruction.